the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Were you good at math? Um, if you were, hey, it's easy for you to answer that. But if you were the one that struggled in math, you probably are going, eh, well, not really. Now, I hated math or whatever you're saying right now, because for some people, when they hear the word math, it makes them think of the horrible times that they had in life in school where they struggled. And I thought about how people often struggle in life, but they have to sit there and look like they get it. Yeah, most people don't get life, but, you know, we go through it like we get it and we look like we get it, but we don't always get it, just like with math. And I thought about that with people struggling every day, no matter where they are, what they're doing, any circumstance that they're in in that moment, they could be struggling, but you have no idea. Watching people on the side of the road sit in their car because they're waiting for roadside assistance, for example, You don't know what those people are going through on the inside. They could be having a panic attack in that car. They could be crying. They could have had a heart attack. Really, real talk. This has happened. People have passed out while driving, and they barely made it to the side of the road, and you have no idea what's going on in that car. All you see is that person on the side of the road. So what about you? If people were to look inside of your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit, would they see the anxiety the stress, the anger, the resentment, the hurt, the offenses. I mean, really, I have come to realize most people don't care (laughs) about what you're feeling on the inside. And it's true. The opposite, though, is down deep, way down deep. We want people to care a little bit. Some of you are saying, no, I don't care if they care. Yeah, you care. No, I don't. Yes, You do. If you don't, that's fine. That's apathy. But most people still care that people don't care. (laughs) Now that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's true in life. Most people don't realize how much they want people to care. Half of the battle is knowing that you want and need care. If you can admit that you need care, oh, you see where I'm heading? Right here on that caregiving show. That's what they call it around here. But it's not just a caregiving show. I've come to realize it's about care. The giving part is optional. Mm, We can come back to that today. What's the point? Caregiving is not for medical people. Caregiving is not for the people that have to take care of their parents. Oh, it's not? No. Caregiving has been stereotyped for a long time, especially in America, because it sounds like a brand when you call it caregiving. Now it sounds like it's something special. Well, it is special. But what I came to realize just mm, yesterday, most of the life that I've had, I was telling someone I've been very blessed, very privileged, very exposed in great ways. And with those privileges came a lot of information. So sometimes people will be like, how do you know all of this? I had the privilege and the blessing to sit around and use 
my two ears more than my mouth. As much as I talk, Kevin knows that. As much as I say stuff and as much as I talk about it, most of the things that I learned in life didn't just come from a book. Yeah, math came from a book when I was learning it in school, and the teachers did their best to put it on the, remember chalkboards? (laughs) I had a cousin say, what's that? I said, it's a chalkboard. I'm like, am I that old? I don't think so, but that's how she made me feel because she's of the dry erase board generation, and I had to have mercy on her. She knew nothing about the chalkboard, so I had to explain it to her, and she thought it was fun. I said, yeah, okay. So nonetheless, math, on the other hand, getting back to how we look at life, see life, and try to deduce, figure out, and solve for life is what I call it, solve for why. Not just the letter, but W-H-Y with the question mark, why? Many of us are oftentimes seeking for the answer to the why, the W-H-Y of what's going on around us. Why are they in such a bad mood? Why are they so mean? Why are they looking at me like that? I mean, many of us do it even if we don't consciously realize it. Many things we feel are subconscious, and many of the subconscious thoughts that we have are rooted in the why. Why? Why do I have to do this? Why does this have to be like this? We ask ourselves why, and we don't even give ourselves the real answer half of the time. We don't even take the courtesy of answering ourselves. Well, I thought about that because, at least in America, Many times we were stereotyped for being crazy. I'm just keeping it real. Can I do that, please? It's the caregiving show, remember? No, it's actually called Carrying the Burden. But uh, no, not carrying a bag. Caring. Like you care? Yeah. You give a care? Yeah. Because what I realize is that most people don't care. They don't. And then they don't have the answers to their questions in life. So they end up frustrated, annoyed, disturbed because they have not sat with themselves first of all and said hey this is how I feel I have found before you talk to someone else even the Lord yeah this is gonna get heavy Christians if you're one of those churchy Christians that's what I call them I'm a Christian am I a churchy Christian yeah I am but watch this some are more churchier than me whoa what does that mean listen If you're a churchy Christian, you might be in judgment of what I'm about to say because you need to sit down with yourself and talk to you before you talk to the Lord. Well, the Bible says, I know what the Bible says, but it also says, let a man or woman examine himself, herself, look inside. Yeah, ponder that in the Bible before you jump over into the New Testament and tell me what the rest of it says. I I read it. I, I get it. But hear what I'm telling you. In order to solve for your W-H-Y, you need to sit and ask yourself, why do you even care? Most of the things (laughs) that people care about, my mom used to tell me they're insignificant, but it's important to them. So let it be. Did you catch that? The reason you are bothered is because it's not important to you, but it's important to them. And so now you care and now you're worried, upset, anxious, afraid, nervous, Wait, wait, calm down. Why is that important to you? The first answer I get from most people is, well, it's not. Yes, it is. No, no, it's not really, not really. Yes, it is. Because you're giving it so much of your time, energy, 
effort. Remember those things that we've talked about right here on Carrying the Burden? The T for the golf ball is so little, yet it handles that seemingly big golf ball. Well, if you put the golf ball on the table next to the golf tee, which one is bigger? Yet the tee bears the weight of the golf ball. That's a revelation I had from watching golf. Yes, actually I did. Because nobody sees the tee, but they see that ball. The ball is the focus for the most part when the golfer is attempting to hit it. Yeah, the focus is the ball. Because watch this. This is my favorite part. Ready? When they hit the ball, they follow the ball. They're not really paying attention to the person that hit the ball anymore. Did you catch that? The ball represented to me the problems in life that we're forever following, chasing, looking at, having to evaluate, trying to figure out what are we going to do. And then the ball lands somewhere, hopefully where that player wants the ball to land. And when it does, the momentum from the power that caused that ball to move slows down. So when you take time to examine yourself, look at your own life, that's slowing down. And actually, the ball will stop eventually as long as there's no decline or anything else to give it momentum. So what happens then? Then that's when you say, what was the power sourcing behind how I feel? Did you look at from where all of the negativity came from? I love how the young people these days are back to using the word vibes. That was happening when I was growing up. Positive vibes. Yeah, I remember Volkswagen vans and Certain flowers, and you guys get it. You remember. So now the young people are talking about your your energy. And I tell them my energy comes from the sun. They're like, yeah. They're really interested. (laughs) I look at them and I say, yeah, the S-O-N. They go, oh, wow. And they miss it for the the most part. They go, oh, yeah. That's when I give them their year. Yeah, you get it. So in that conversation, most people don't understand that the momentum – that comes from problems will eventually roll and slow down. They'll roll out, slow down, and the momentum, I said, will come to a stop. Now, the golf ball did not disappear. What does this have to do with math? Uh, Technically, we could do the physics, and then you'll have all the math involved. But nonetheless, the ball will come to a stop. When the ball comes to a stop, that's when everybody is yet focused on the ball. No, actually, they go back to the player because now the player has to catch up to the ball. Take your time with that. If you play golf, you get it. If you don't, just review what I said. Many of us are so busy trying to catch up to life, trying to catch up to our problems, the things that have caused us to have this big momentum of nothingness because we didn't stop it. The golf ball itself will come to a stop, like I said, as long as the physics are in order. In other words, the flat land, not too much of an interruption or a deterrent. The ball will stop. At that point in your life, that's when you need to stop and take a moment and say, wow, what's really going on here? What's going on in my life? That has me feeling this way. That has me so overworked and so overwhelmed. Why do I feel like this? Why? Talk to yourself. Answer yourself. Then once you've done that, take that to the Lord. So I said, aha, 
That's where this math comes in in life. I get it. I was reading a scripture, and it made sense to me. So I was like, okay, Lord, so if I take away the stress, the opposition, the hurt, the fear, the worry, then I have made room for you. That's what I told the Lord. Many of us don't even make room for the Lord. (laughs) I mean, we really don't. Can you imagine having a house guest, but you don't make room for them? Uh, What are they supposed to do? It's your house. Well, I think the Lord sees it very similarly. How is he supposed to come in if you don't make room for him? When you make room for the Lord, it's because you're taking away all of the things that have been inhibiting you, such as your blindness. Yeah, blindness to what you don't want to acknowledge, such as your problems. Yeah, uh uh-huh, your fears. Fear of what? Fear of running out of money. That's one of the biggest fears in America. Yeah, okay, you can go to our FM side and talk about the debt ceiling all you want. Right here, I had a revelation while listening to everybody argue about the debt ceiling. I was like, um, yeah, an explosion can bust open the ceiling. Now what? Okay, so what happens then? All the money and the cash goes flying out. I guess I watched too much Justice League. Okay, so in the meantime, for us that are listening right now on K-Praise, on the AM side, 1210, one of the things you've got to remember is that your ceiling does stop. You you do have a ceiling. It's spiritual, it's mental, it's natural, and for the most part, it's physical. If you have somewhere to live, yeah, did you hear that? If you have somewhere to live. Because there are people caring for people, and they're homeless. I've met homeless people taking care of someone else that's homeless. For some of you, you might have, or you might have said, yeah, well. And you might have had a judgment. It's real. It's what it is. But there are people out there that are homeless taking care of other infirmed homeless people. Well, what does that got to do with anything? Well, it starts with the care. I told you, I looked at them and looked at me and said, their challenges seem greater than mine, and they seem to be doing better than me. Why is that? And I had to evaluate it for myself. I did it. I did my life math. And when I sat still, put it on paper, and I looked at what I had in excess and in abundance, And then I began to take away some of the things that I thought were actually inhibiting me. I realized, oh, I see. I've given greater amounts to the stressors and the pressures and all of the things that bother me more than I did the abundance. When I did that, I realized I still don't have An answer to my problems, though. Hey, God, hey. That's a lot of times how I come to him. In frustration, in exhaustion. Is there anybody else out there besides me that is exhausted when it's time to pray? Uh, Maybe you're not living my kind of life, but, hey, your kind of life causes exhaustion. Email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Let me know. I care about it because I live it, too. I can relate. Your problems might not be my problems, but we all have problems. Now, if you don't think you have problems, well, that's your prerogative. I'll say it that way. The reality is that most people do have some type of a problem, 
And then some of us have several problems. And when it's time to look at those problems, I try to look at it in subtraction form. And I told God, I don't have the strength to take away some of these things. I really don't. I don't have the strength or the time, God, or the energy, and I don't want to. How about that? Ooh, you talk to the Lord like that? Actually, I do sometimes. (laughs) So I, as some people like to say, am transparent with the Lord. Why? He can see it anyway, but he told me that the best thing I can do is give him the cares. See, those are the things that I care about. When you care, that is the biggest part of caregiving. Did you catch that? You can't have caregiving without care. You've got to have care first. What does that mean? First of all, you've got to care for yourself. You've got to care. What does that mean? Well, not self-care because that's a different concept. I tell people all the time, don't get it twisted. Self-care is its own entity. Caring for oneself is totally different. They have different agendas, different motives, and different results. If you care about the mindset that you're in, what does that mean? Well, usually there's something that's provoking the care. Is the care provoked by that worry, anxiety, fear of lack? A lot of people fear lack of money. And then from lack of money comes a plethora of other fears. Now what? Okay, so now we have a new set of problems. Get it? Like math problems? Oh, this is too much. So why don't we do it this way? Here's the solution. I say write out the equation, write out your problems. Then after you look at them and realize, hey, I can't solve this. Lord, ooh, that's what I do. And that's when I cast my cares to the Lord. Because all cares usually are serious. They usually are pretty heavy. And I cannot carry them alone. Me, Lorraine. Jesus bore the cross so that I, Lorraine, don't have to carry my own cross. Yeah. See Jesus like that today. Just give him the cross of your cares. But I thought this was about math problems. Yeah, it is. Because I came up with the answer to my equation. So once I sat down and I looked at the equation at large, I said, okay, I get it. So if I take away this, now what do I have left? I realized, just like with basic subtraction, I have less. (laughs) Less worry, less anxiety, less fear. But that's an end of my strength. What about, watch this. Now, this is when it gets a little more complicated. Pre-algebra stepping in. If I take away what I think I need to take away, I can have an answer. Or I can add a plus after my subtraction. Oh, yeah. See, I get some benefits from the Lord. Should I ask him, first of all? But even if I don't ask him, the benefits are there for me. The key is, do I have room? For his goodness, Mm. many of us don't. We don't have time to think about the goodness of the Lord. We don't ponder what we have good going on in our lives because we look at what's so wrong, so bad. Oh, how much I have to do. I talked to a lady in the perfume counter, if you're listening. It was you, yes. 
And I talked about how every year I love to buy a new perfume because each year there's something new. Let's celebrate it and me. And she thought that was so funny. But I told her it's a celebration of the fact that there's something out there new. Now, yeah, for you, Chanel, number five ladies, I get it. But me, hey, it's been around long enough. I want to try something new. So in doing that, I realized that there are benefits to the newness. Not only is it refreshing, it's exciting. Yeah, but it's also something I've never experienced before. When the Lord gives you a thing, when the Lord gives you blessings and benefits, some are blessings and benefits you've had before, and then some are brand new and exciting and blessings and benefits you've never ever had before. So think about that. If you take away some of that, And just give it to him because once you take it away, where are you going to put it? Well, put it in the hands of the Lord. Now you've got room to what? Receive. Ah, so picture it. Hold out your hands today. And if you've got hands that are full of all those things, try to picture what that looks like. It's garbage. Ooh, yeah. Mm. And then if you want to bring on the odors, yeah, that's between you and your creative imagination Mm -hmm. benefited by the Lord. So take all of that. Dump it, throw it away, however you want to see it. Our Bibles in KJV say cast. That's because there were a lot of fishermen back then, and that's how they used to do the nets. See, they didn't have the fancy poles. Well, they might have had a stick and a string. Who knows? But I know for sure they had nets, just like they do in certain parts of the world to this day. That's how they catch the abundance. Ooh, did you catch that? No pun. So hold out your hands, throw it all to the Lord in your spiritual imagination called prayer sometimes yeah you can imagine in prayer yeah it's called hope and that's the equation answer hope i get it okay lord i got it i made room for you and now i can hope in you and that was the revelation that i had in the scripture you can read it in whatever version you want the version i like is from romans 15 13 and For me, Lorraine, it's real simple. Um, I like this particular version that says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. I'm going to stop right there because that's only half of it. I was like, ooh, in believing? Yeah, I'm a believer. Yes, I'm a believer. That's me. Okay. So by default, I get filled with mm, joy, peace. Yeah, I'll take that over anxiety, fear, worry. Yeah, any day. I'll take joy and peace. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, let me have that instead. Okay, so he can add that now because I made room. So now he can fill me. If I'm already full, full of what? Worries. You heard me. Worrying about this, that, the other. Then I don't have room for joy, for peace. Many people say to me, oh, you always seem so happy. And I tell them happiness is an emotion. Although the Lord said I can be happy, but joy has so much more endowment. Check it out. And people are like, hmm, okay. And they look at me strange because most people are not familiar with joy. Just like most people don't know how to solve a trigonometry problem. But if you do, connect to com. I want to talk to you. So in the meantime, what I want you to understand is this. Our God my God, Jesus, the Lord, the Christ, uh-huh. We could go on and on with his names, but I like to make sure people know which one I'm talking about. Because like I told a friend, there are a lot of gods being spoken of these days. 
which one are you representing? And so I let people know my God identifier. Uh huh. Hope you caught that. Now the God of, in this case, hope. And this is my Lord Jesus the Christ. That's the one, the Almighty One that I believe in by faith. Yeah. That's the one I'm hoping will fill me and give me everything that I, Lorraine, need for today. Not tomorrow. I'm still stuck in today. Not trying to resolve, but first of all, get rid of everything in this long equation of my life, starting with taking away from my life that I don't need and then telling the Lord, I don't have the strength. I don't have the strength for any of it. For what? I don't have the strength for any of it. Like what? Uh, I don't have the strength for the worries, the cares, the anxieties, the fears. So here, Lord, I'm taking away. I'm giving it to you. Now let him add the benefits that I get. Same benefits you can have right from Romans 15, 13. Yeah, joy and peace will take you a long way if you would just believe. Half of the people in the Bible, that's all they had to do. Jesus offered options. He offered hope. At the end of the day, I want you to understand that hope is all you need in the Lord. If you can hope, man, that's the basis of faith. That's what this is all about, right? Right. I'm a Christian because I believe by faith that Jesus is Lord. Real simple. See? Easy math. Try it today. Sit down, do your equation, and let the Lord solve your problems. You've been listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on Carrying the Burden, K-Praise, KPRZ, 1210 AM, anywhere on your local podcast station. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.